Welcome to Curly's Mailbag. I'm your host, Scoot, but uh, the star of the show, Shane Cheerleo. How are you, big fella? Yeah, going all right, mate. Thank you. Um, been on a bit of a rock and or roll, as they say in the classics, haven't we? Find a few. Yeah, 21 Savage. Uh, how much money you got? Um, yeah, we know the answer to that. Not a lot. Mm, it sounds like you got a lot because... You've been on fire. Last week's video, you must have had a big bet on, uh, was it night or $2 into $1.33? That's probably all your money and a couple of the guys on the show watching the show. So they would have probably had a nice little double with Angus the Black. I think Angus was, what, evens into about $1.76 on the on exchange, SP? Yeah, SP at about $1.76, I think it was, yeah. So, yeah, that was good. Um yeah, I had a few had a few messages made about um, you know you, you must be a genius finding these shorties, but um, a couple of a couple of blokes did take the all up, which was handy. And uh, as you know, I'd rather be on a short price winner than a long price loser any day of the week. It was a it was a pokey little card last week. We backed one of John Holcomb's in I think race race one, didn't we? That was off the maps about fifteen bucks into into seven dollars at one stage, and the market sort of corrected, but. They gave it no chance. There was two horses in that race that were pretty average rides, but it was a tricky. It can those short little pokey cards can be hard to be profitable because those horses are well found by that stage. Sometimes you need to just pick those mark those prices off early if you can get on. You can if you can, and I think um, I know you're not going to give yourself a plug, mate. But that's uh, you've been on fire down there the last few weeks. It has been tough. It has looked like a favourites card, like you say, most basically for the month. And um, I know that we. Uh, we went hard on one there late um, late last week that got us the money off uh, your selection. And, your, you know, I've seen the email that we sent out um, from the mailbag there during the week. And you're, I think you led the table this week at like 29% profit on turnover. So you're the one that's flying. Yeah, I think you're, you're sort of holding your own. Like you're, you're outlaying a lot more units than I am. Uh, and so obviously, yeah, higher the units, the better off you are. But I suppose we got you on... Uh, we've got you on what four or five days a week. It feels like you just you just dropping sets all the time. Queensland are just really nailing um, the product perspective of it, aren't they? There's so much product to bet on. Yeah, it's been like last week. It just coincided. There happened to be three meetings in a row, and you know, covered thirty. I covered thirty races, you know, and then we wedged ten in between them that you did there on the Sad Diavo. So it was a punt mm. loser there for three days straight. Yeah, you you don't die wondering. That was a uh, that was a beauty today that we. That I found, and what were you doing? You were playing the recorder or having a bit of a snooze and, and missed that one. Eight into six eighty, that one. Yeah, geez, I was sick on that. <laughs> what I had were you thinking? A, I'd had a few projects on around the house because I knew that my <laughs> next meeting that I was covering was Friday, so I, I did have a little bit of time off over the last couple of days just to refresh. And my missus had lined up a few jobs for me that took a little bit longer than anticipated. Not mm, yeah. It. I can't believe you've uh, had a crack at your own dishwasher, but we'll save the uh, the dribble for another time. Let's talk about the Gold Coast, which is producing some amazing racing on these Friday meetings. Um, a big win for them, and the track's sort of playing somewhat predictably. Uh, how do you think it'll play on on Friday? Yeah, look, oh, it's a t- it's it's not a like a what's I'm trying to say here. It's not easy for people to pick up the form go and have a bet at the Gold Coast because it's just. It never plays any other way. So we've noticed the last three weeks they've crept the rail out and the last few weeks, uh, particularly last week, I've, I felt that it was almost like there's lane three, four, five, the first ones there advantaged where they've 
crept the rail out again. The rail's eight metres from the 1400 to the winning post and five metres remaining this week. So, again, the dynamics, you know, totally change. You, you could back a horse from back in the field, getting in the middle of the track with the rail true. Um, this week, we're looking for a different type of setup to try and find a winner because um, with that rail where it is, it's first to the first to the lane will win. Mm. We won't talk about the Lapulga race, but if you want some comedy in your life, that's uh, definitely a car crash. Yeah, well, I, I had a, a small a... unit against Lapulga because it was four four runs in four weeks, and uh, the rider of um, the, the horse that ended up running third that was in front at the time looked inside and seen the riderless horse cutting him off, and then he tried to chime <laughs> in and push the riderless horse back in on top of Lapulga again. But um, yeah, comedy, all right. It's it's uh it's crazy. Some of the some of the rides that you see and just things that happen in Queensland racing, it'd be you know you only you have to see them to believe them. And speaking of that, let's kick off in race six. I want to push your buttons a bit. We need a little bit of fun in ice. So, bold warrior, didn't he jump out of the ground last start? Hey, yeah, goodness me. Um, it was something that that win. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to throw it for, for people that missed it. What was it? I'm trying to be polite. It was. Firstly, heavily backed. Let's let's establish that fact. Heavily backed. Um, yeah, it was a, an honest conveyance. You know, it was it, it could it was an honest conveyance. Um, this this win was something else. He was three deep outside the two leaders. The entire uh, they went out five point six lengths quicker than average. Uh, and this horse is three deep outside the two leaders, pouring it on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the 300 meter mark, it dropped on them like it dropped to the rolled to the front, like it just dropped on them from nowhere with a sweet run. Uh, not only that, it finished off with the second fastest last 200 of the race. It was something else, um, some win. Um, the, the the funny part was, I had a look at the stewards' report, thinking, you know, geez, this is a bit, you know, a little bit too much of an improvement. There'd be questions asked here. The stewards asked questions of. Uh, Fanks, uh, the rider of Fanks, who led in the race, the fence. It was SP, it, it SP $21, got beat 23.7 lengths. They queried the performance of the horse. Um, not a question of the of the winner who sat three wide outside that leader and kicked its brains in and everything else. So, um, Incredible. It's strange times. It'll be interesting to see what it does. It's got barrier 12 here and you assume similar tactics. But I, I would say, uh, I mean... The, the, the other horse in the race, whose last start winner at the same same day, same meeting, was Pepe Le Few, who which was, has uh, been absolutely airborne. It, it led dollar um, seventy five into about a dollar fifty or something. Uh, one of the um, you know one of the well backed uh, you know horses in the on the day. Um, mm. It led, went out slower, um, considerably slower, seven point seven lengths slower <laughs> than the all average benchmark. So that means, you know, on the day, <laughs> it's about uh, Bold Warriors 13 lengths in front at the 600 and Pepe Le Pew's doing all the chasing. And uh, and just on times comparing them on the day and ratings on the day, mm. Pepe Le Pew can't run down Bold Warrior. No, to be three um, lengths short, looking at punning form data. Three lengths short. So on, you know, on, on data, it looks like a two horse race. Um, <laughs> And I can't wait to see what the betting says. I'm, I'm fascinated. It's going to be amazing, hey? On Bold Warrior. Um, what you know, what about the other one? 
yeah. the other winner that you back, Fish On. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't is that. it going to stay on or it's, it's probably, is it too big a jumping class here? Yeah, possibly a too big a jumping class. And just with the rail where it is and, and the two other horses I anticipate will both be firm in the market, will both be on speed and be advantage there. So, um, look, I'll, I'm happy to keep counting of what we got out of fish on last time at you know $10 and we'll, we'll save for him for another day when he comes into something a little bit softer than this. Mm, and there's a couple of, couple of runners sort of high in the ratings, like a horse like Pleased first up. Any interest? Uh, not here. Um, not first. Up. <laughs> this will be this will be hot. This will be hot um, with the speed. Parco is another horse that races on speed. This will be a genuine mm. run race, and there'll be no place for the faint-hearted here. Well, that's Queensland. Be... General, it's no place for the faint-hearted. <laughs> it's going to be a fascinating contest. Oh, it's right. amazing. It's either one way or the other. There's it like absolutely zero intent. Or they sit and wait and all sort of all go in Indian file, or it's just breakneck speed. It's 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 a very tricky place to do a speed map. If you can um, if you can get the speed map anywhere near right, you're yeah. probably going to make some money. Let's have a look at uh, probably another a good segue there. Queensland's home of the 900 meter races. You guys seem to have the what eight seventies and there's 900 meters races at Ipswich and the Goldie. Um, how do you go about? getting into those races, I look at them generally and just wet myself and not in, not in a good way. I, I find them really tricky. Oh, they're torturous. They're torturous. Um, Can we talk about Mithu? Oh, well, that's it. Look, there's, look, what, about blood, <laughs> what about blood blister last Saturday night? It led the fence over 870. The horse outside the leader gives it windburn and takes the front at the 500, then picks up at the 100 and gets beat ahead over 870. <laughs> Dead set. Look, it's tough. It's 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 um, you can only do your best, I suppose, on just identifying the horses have got the speed, the early speed, and you know you can sometimes. It's all about the gates, right? And you just got to find the horse that have got speed that's going to put him, that's going to be putting himself there. Um, not so much speed maps where they land, just purely Queensland style gates open, Yahoo, like Remington Park, three hundred and sixty <laughs> meter races. Yeah. Um, so that's how you're basically just looking at, you know, those lead times over those short courses and horses with clean yeah. jumps um, and a big, a big, big query on blinkers first time horses over those 900 because, you know, it's a well-documented fact that horses with blinkers for the first time can be a little bit half, half slow and you only need to be half a step, you know, half a step tardy or half a step not clean out of the gate over 900. Mm. Um, and this race, this this uh, nine hundred meter race at the Gold Coast on Friday is, you know, a good example of that. You've got some some clean gate horses that are going to put themselves there, and you're going to and you've got horses like Spurcraft, who at his best is very slick. Um, mm. It has been tardy away its last few, so um, not the easiest race to dissect for sure. Yeah, there's two there's two runners I've like got. I've got a picture of Usman I'm on. Uh, up in my my toilet toilet door, it's uh it's just a horse that I've found the last you know last few starts and has been just a little <laughs> a mini ATM machine for me sort of this prep or last prep. It's had the forty day freshen and I sort of I like it off the freshen rather than you know a horse like 
Uh, boom, chicka, boom, coming back from sort of 1,200 metres. I don't think that's the right sort of profile. Obviously, yeah, as you say, we're going blind without the market. And um, I'm always wary about um, a new horse to the Edmonds yard, which is royal witness, but there's no rider there. And um, maybe it's going to be scratched and saved for something else yeah, instead. Look, it, it ran here last start, uh, last start in Queensland for Joe Pride. There was some there was some talk about that maybe he was sort of half missed it and then drove it to get a position. Look, it's, I thought the horse got run down fair and square by one strike, and one strike's not a horse. I'm back and not, not good enough here. No, and Usman off. They've got the key to this horse. I know that the stable had a big rap. Um, if you go back to its first up run, this preparation when it ran down Devil's Temptation, it went like a Learjet, and you're thinking to yourself, I know it's only a class two, but you know, this thing's going all the way through its grades. Um, really savage the line late. I know it was only 900, but it was very savage the way it hit the line. And then and then it ran again, um, I think it was two weeks later and just didn't have the same zip. And I think that, you know, pretty much the decision was made there from the stable that this is a fresh horse and that's how they've sort of yeah. been a bit. And, you know, I'm more than happy to back. Normally I wouldn't be backing horses. Well, it's not a dead set rule, but more than 30 days without a jump out or a little trial or something like that's a little bit of a query for me normally. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's ho it's horses with different setups, and this is one that's, you know, does scream that I'm a fresh horse. So, yeah. And you've got. I mean, you the good them great up, like, yeah, that's um, another little uh, curly pearl. You've. Uh, Giving away a couple there, so yeah, guys. If you want to tune into our curly set at the moment, yeah, he's been doing bonus sets, so I think it's what $24.99 a, a week to get the great man's thoughts, and you get bonus uh music content on uh, if you follow him on Twitter. So it's uh, it's it's wall to wall entertainment, especially <laughs> if uh, <laughs> you stay up late at nights and want to tune into the Toowoomba. But I think you've got Gold Coast and Ipswich uh this weekend, and let's have a look at Sunshine Coast as the main meeting. and Boy, oh boy, there's big fields here. They're very, very deep races. Uh, the Sunshine Coast and probably the, the most interesting runner or the probably the hype galloper is in race three, Isotope. Uh, he beat nothing at all, but he's uh, careered away and, and sort of won by 10 lengths. And I think he's gone, what, three and a half lengths faster than um, the benchmark there. But at last start, what, uh, what do you make? What do you make of the win? Yeah, look, super, obviously, um, to the eye. And then, you know, certainly backed it up, I think, on the clock. Um, and, you know, there's, there was some comparisons made to a, another horse that um, debuted up here a few years ago. Um, Hootson was her name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so similar. Yeah. Hootson, I think it was... Anyway, there's been comparisons of, of you know, debut performances in Queensland. And it was... Um, you know, it was just, just shy of, of what she produced. Um, Dead set Hootson gives me shivers. Trent Edmonds messaged me about three months before her debut or four months before her debut and offered me a share in that horse. <laughs> anyway, story for another day when I've had 70 beers and do a music video. Um, but she was, uh, this horse was obviously super on debut and it'll win again. Um, it's just a matter of what level she gets to and whether we see, um, you know, whether we see some natural improvement from first up to second up. The wraps mm. on it were big going into it. She never let anyone down, but um, you know, just it, it's not a betting proposition for me. It's more so of um, you know just to see how far she does improve. And and 
one little thing that I'll probably make note of moving into this meeting from, you know, from Doombin is this is a totally different proposition on the big spacious surrounds of the Sunshine Coast than a little get on the fence, scoot around mm -hmm. and a million miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of horses that, yeah. And, and the form sort of, it's, it doesn't really transfer both ways, does it? No, huh. it's, it's, different. It's, it's different, particularly, you know, particularly on speed horses. Yeah. Um, and you get horses back in the field that have, this can't take apart boom in at times. Mm, so if you, yeah, God of Kiss has got sort of similar figures at its top. Um, but yeah, it'll be very hard to think that the market won't sort of gravitate heavily towards um, Isotope. It's yeah. got a great draw and um, yeah, it's only got 56 kilos. So I think uh, that will be uh, very hard to beat. What we're going to talk about next, race seven. Well, yeah, race seven's an interesting one. I thought um, Baccarat Baby, I thought she was really good first up, only really beaten by the weight, sort of laboured. Um, was it Mashani Hustler? Um, went to the fence and just sort of kept kicking. Yeah. I, I didn't, it was a knock or a negative. She's got a lot of class. I think the step up to 1,400 metre suits. Uh, I think she's proven on bigger tracks. And then you've got what next in the markets, McEwen at $6. The market might take on Baccarat Baby, so... I'll be, I don't think there's a rush to backer at 240, but um, depending on how much the market drifts and, and how um, the market moves late will be um, decided on how I play this race. But yeah, it's an interesting one with McEwen. He's got four and a half kilos off her, uh, around the $6 quote. Yeah, it's a, look at, I suppose we just look on face value. You look at the, you look at the races that she contested last preparation and you know how well she could run against some top quality animals you know horses like melody bell um mm. you know she performed well i suppose um you know if you look back through her prep so she was building to do something she was still you know she was still up and about and winning early um in her prep which is, i think is a good thing you know sometimes you get these horses that are looking to go to, to a carnival race and maybe just one or two runs to sort of you know get them wound up as they step up in trip but they, uh, D Van Dyke um, trains plenty of winners and he seems to have the ability to have his horses winning from the beginning of their preps all the way through to their grand final. Obviously, Alligator Blood's an example, but there's plenty of others in Queensland that have, um, that have won you know, their way through their preparation. So um, he's got a knack of doing that. And this horse, you know, when you look through this field, she does look like the one that has all the upside in the world and all the others are very well exposed. But like you mm. say, the two thirty is very, very, you know, very well short enough at this point on. Yeah, Silvera's um, been interesting. It's been scratched a couple of times. Yeah, look, I've noticed that it's accepted trial has accepted with top weight in a few races, and then scratched. <laughs> the stable mates taken advantage of it on a couple of occasions there. Um, so it's unsure. So obviously, what you know, what I'm leaning towards here is, you know, like we say, it's been a little bit of time between runs. You know, why was it scratched? Did it have an issue? And then obviously you can go back and have a look at its trial and see that it, that it trialled okay behind um, another horse that's in Just later on in the day. So, you know, obviously, you know, um, the listed level sort of win that it, that it had last start, this horse was, um, you know, around all those old sort of, just that old whackers, but, you know, the same horses that go around <laughs> week in, week out uh, in Queensland. So I don't know whether the universe magnified a sort of thing is, is good enough or as good a form as, as what Baccarat Baby has competed well against at this trip. 
And uh, order again's a, a class animal when he's right, but I guess that sort of camp. And if the money's hot there, he'll be he'll be ready. But um, yeah, not sure that he'll be he'll be ready to roll first up. The market will let us know. Yeah, they're very. Uh, you're, not, you're not diving in at seven dollars on uh, Wednesday night or Thursday morning, anyway. No, nah, we're busy um, creating music videos, aren't we, and fixing dishwashers. That was 24 hours of my life I'll never get back. Yeah, the uh, the photo gallery, when we were allowed to uh, release it, will be very entertaining. There was, there was stuff everywhere. It was, uh, it was fresh hell for poor old curls. Uh, speaking of just all, let's kick across to, to race nine. I think it's a, it's not a bad each way play, just all. I think it is definitely a horse that likes the Sunshine Coast. I think you're getting about $13. Sort of maps in the first half. It can absorb a lot of pressure. Um, this looks like it's going to be run at a pretty hot tempo. Curly, you're sort of you're sort of leaning towards the favourite a little bit more. So Tambo's mate. Yeah, look, I didn't mind it. Um, yeah, um, I'm just scrolling back up my speed map. Sorry, mate. There's, well, I just thought that Mich- like Mashani Hustle is a tough horse, right? So I've got no no reason to think that they just don't ride it for speed again. You know, it has he's tough as they come that horse. Um, Tembo's mm. mate sort of sat outside it. I thought it may have been. I thought it may have been a little bit soft. Um, you know, coming off the spell, there was no sort of trial there. Um, did all the bullocking work outside the leader and probably just knocked up a little bit late. So I'm really mm. happy to see that it sort of stays. You know, I'm happy for it to be at a thousand. Like I'm not. That's not a worry for me. Um, yeah. You know, it's got that fitness run under its belt now, and I think it can run can be ridden, you know, very aggressively outside of Mashani Hustler. Um, the question mark for me in the race is obviously, you know, horses like, you know, I've got a Nell, for example, drawn out wide and how much speed did they inject? Or, you know, I've got to just sort of put some finishing touches on my speed map here to see, you know, whether they've actually got the speed to engage in a speed duel with horses like Tambo Mate and Mashani Hustler, who are, to my eye, a clear and, you know, a clear bit uh, better horse and, and faster and tougher than horses like I've got a Nell who could potentially put the speed on. Um, I did like I did like the suggestion of Just Orm. What did you think of its of its uh, win last time here at the Sunny Coast when it um, when it sort of catapulted down the middle late and got over the top of them? Yeah, I can sort of see a similar type setup here, and I think Steph Thornton's definitely you know the right rider for this horse. Just get it in its comfort zone, and especially the way this sort of race sets up from a speed perspective. I love it when there's a hot tempo on and Steph's allowed to let a horse balance up and then she just lets rip when the horse is ready. I think she that's a great setup for her unless she's sort of bullying, bullying out front. I think that's a perfect storm. And I think just looking at the early markets, because obviously it's Wednesday and I don't know, the world could end by Saturday. Um, I think that that was the, the horse at odds that sort of caught my eye for sure. Um, yeah. Just, um, there's just, I like, I'm a little bit negative about some horses going from 1,200 to 1,000. I know um, back up to a big track, that could be slightly slightly different. And Stewie Kendrick is just a, a trainer that just does odd things. And I'm, I can't really um, make sense of a lot of the things that he does. And I'm just perplexed. And sometimes I think he perplexes himself. But he's obviously a very deep thinker because there's some very... Um, really interesting setups to try and get the most out of a horse. I, 
I don't know how to handle him, to be honest. Yeah, well, I suppose you could argue the point here that this horse probably didn't have to run first up 1,200 and probably could have had a jump out or another trial and then come to the 1,000 first up. I don't know. Mm. I'm talking about Tambo's, mate, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yep. Uh, there's an advantage. The, the, the Sunshine Coast uh, locally trained horses do have a, somewhat of an advantage. Um, the, the statistics will tell you that. Um, yep. But also with this zone, obviously, things are a little bit different with stats. You've got to be mindful there. You know, it wasn't long ago where you just couldn't back a Golan horse or a, or a Heathcote horse at the sunny coast. And then when you go back through the stats, look, dig a bit deeper, you find out that they're sending their C graders up there on a Sunday Arvo mm. and in the stable hands while they're home having a beer, watching them on telly. Um, so you've got to be mindful now with these zones that obviously, you know, these Saturday races now aren't just all Metro prize money races. There's some wild maidens in there as well and some wild jockeys. And um, yeah. you've got your Metro class races like these ones are a bit serious and, your horses like Vega One kicking off on its way to a winter carnival as well. Um, it's a pretty, yeah, like you say, it's a pretty deep race. And I think the map's going to play a big part here to see who's going to be the, the strongest late. Yeah, with um, with no claim 62 kilos, I think he's going to roar home Vega One. I've got a lot of time for the horse, but yeah, it'll um, it'll be a quiet run for mine. Just trying to look at the puzzle and think it's, yeah, yeah I don't think it'll be different. Exactly. And there's another good example of, you know, Golan's, Got Bailey, Bailey's on Vega One, um, you know. Steph's on Just Dawn. Does that mean anything? Does Bailey want be? Does Bailey want to be on Vega One through the carnival and just yeah. get a nice ride in transit here and hit the line and you know looking to something bigger down the track? So plenty to plenty to weigh up here. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great weekend of racing. Yeah, they've done a they've done a great job with the zones and the yeah the Friday at the Gold Coast nearly is eclipsing the. The Brisbane meetings, but it just yeah, it's staggering to see so many horses around. I guess carnival time, there'll be more horses in work. But um, to sum up, I'd probably say my best each way is uh, is Just Storm, and I'll, um, there's another horse I've I've got a black booker early in the card uh, that I'm really keen on at each way price. But I'll um I'll save that one for the subscribers, as they say. And uh, what about you, Kels? Yeah, I think you're about four from four off the off your best bets from these yeah. videos in the last weeks. Um, what it what are you going to throw out there? Some free meat on the bone. Um, I, I do like the the way the race shapes up for Usmanov. Um, obviously, you know that's meetings on Friday, and I, I can't see a market. But um, you know, any way I look at it, I just I just like how it, I just like the way the horse is going. I like the way it's set up here off that freshen up as well. And um, look, there's plenty there. There's nine races there um, uh, on Friday. I'd sort of try and go through the races that I think are really even to try and, you know, pen them if you like or try and find a, a way that I can not get involved um, as a place to start. But it's really good racing and um, I think we'll be involved in, in a fair few races. They're only the one dirty sort of stay-in race where they take it in turns of winning. The, the card seems really strong, but at this stage, Usmanov looks my best and um, I'm looking forward to getting stuck in Friday for sure. Yeah, the... Um... The Mars stable must be big viewers of the, the show Quality Seeker. You yeah. told him to scrap that. Yeah, but... but how do you, what, what's his name? Uh, Syrian Maher. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. Syrian Maher <laughs> and David Yastas. Um, <laughs> training combination there. Jesus, like, like, I was certainly no knock. Uh, I just couldn't imagine how that horse could possibly compete at $2.10 or $2.15 or it was $21.50. But... Um, you know, obviously, Syrian has chimed in there and, and said, yeah, no, the boys are right here. I'm scratching that horse. Okay, so we all know there's a Winx photo in the back. Yeah, 
a little bit of trumpet work with a Mercedes little uh, picture up on the up on the shelf as well. But what's on your hat? The, the viewers at home will be going absolutely mad. It says Milton Mango. This is me son's and hat. Milton Mango, Sink and Tinnies, Punch and Winnie. So, what a bogan. Well, I my hair. I had to wear a hat. It's the only one I could find. I look like a type of space. You look like Mark Ruffalo. You've probably uh, got as much money as him. Anyway, enough of the dribble. Uh, get involved, guys. The mailbag. We've got the Warnable Punters Club coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Ten days or so. That's going to be a beauty. Down, back down to a two-day carnival. We started off with, what, 2,500 in the kick, and now it's, uh, now it's past 35,000, which is just madness for, you know, we've only been up for two days. So head to Little Birdie Pod uh, on Twitter or head to the mailbag in the shop there and jump on board. It's a tragedy that uh, we're not down at the bull this, this, uh, this year. Curly made a debut at the bull. How was it last, last year for you? Look, um, I think I describe it as something that you have to do, and it's brilliant, and you'll never do it again. Because it's one of the it's one of the hardest four days I've ever I've ever put in in my life. It's or five days we were there for. Sorry, it's a tough like it's tough mentally, particularly when you're with a group of blokes and you're sort of you know you're drinking and living with them for five days and there's no respite. It can get a bit touchy at times. It's pretty tough, mentally challenging, but it makes you um, certainly makes you more appreciative to what you got at home. I can tell you because it's tough going. But um, the whole oh yeah. The, the horses do a grand annual and, uh, yeah, you do a grand annual yourself just trying to get back up. It's the, the fact that they've got those, what, 11 a.m. starts the next day and you're shivering and you've got that, the tinny in your hand. It was hot last year. That was the hottest it's ever been. So can you imagine, like, drop 10 degrees and rain coming in sideways and then staring down the barrel that first, uh, that first beer after either winning or losing day one? It's, um, yeah. it's no place for the faint-hearted. Well, we can't be there, but we can certainly enjoy the enjoyed i was pretty excited just to be involved and then had, i spied the calendar thought i could shop a couple out wide for the boys and we've got bundaberg and rockhampton tv <laughs> meeting on the tuesday so <laughs> i've been looking at a few bundaberg tapes i did some replays on sunday i had a look at bundaberg some bundaberg tapes i think and how good is this we're going to be shopping out wide here during the carnival so looking forward to it mm. Yeah, thoughts and prayers for uh, the betting community. If we've got uh, 100,000 in the kick and then something comes in at Bundaberg, stay tuned. Have a great week. Thanks, girls. And uh, we'll see you on the Twitter sphere. Talk again soon, no doubt. See you, bud.